0: Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me Chris and me Richard, the podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come.
1: In this week's podcast, Brentford and Liverpool serve up a thriller, City win at the bridge, Vardy scores a hat-trick, sort of, and there are two games we really don't want to talk about. Lots to discuss, but even
0: more to avoid. So, let's talk football. Hi. Hello. Hi, welcome back everyone. Yeah, welcome back to the podcast. We are enjoying life a little bit, maybe. Maybe, kind of, sort of. We don't you know. Nothing to talk about this week, I don't think. No, no. Goodbye no, everyone. No, goodbye. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Subscribe, Enjoy. Like, share, you know, yeah. bye yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> I suppose we ought to. I suppose we have to stay. We have to stay.
1: We are contractually obliged to stay.
0: Are we? No, but it, might. it sounds okay, good, fine. it? It does sound good. It makes us sound important. I'll give you that. So, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go back to front this week. I'm going to give out how people can get in touch with us at the start of the podcast in case they get bored by the end of the podcast or fall asleep. Okay, do it that way so yeah so if you do want to get in touch with us you want to talk to us about your football club and how they're getting on and things like that just want to get in touch with us and there are two main ways to do that firstly is through twitter and you can tweet us at let's football pod that's let at let's football pod or you can email us out and get your pen and pencil ready or paper and pencil whatever you've got All right here's the email address let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com that's let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com you can tell us all about what you're doing and so i guess really what we ought to do is start i think with that absolutely phenomenal game at brentford absolutely what a place to start what a game of football that was
1: oh end to end
0: yeah had everything
1: had everything absolutely goal line
0: clearances Offside decisions. Yeah,
1: it was the epitome of attack versus attack that game. Yeah,
0: it was it was very very good, very good to watch.
1: And Brentford just showed they have no fear.
0: Yeah, and that's it. Well, that's the, I think that's a good thing. That's all you should have. That should be your approach, really, shouldn't it? Yeah. Just just go when you play the football that Brentford play. I don't think you should be fearing anyone because they really do play some really nice football.
1: They do, and yeah, Liverpool. Seemed almost shocked by the fact that, hang on, you're taking the game to us? Really?
0: Yeah, and I think you can do that against against Liverpool to a degree. Because at times you can, and I saw one of the big things that Brentford did was they overloaded their back post against Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yes. It was, you know, they had what about three men all standing on Alexander-Arnold pretty much every time the ball went wide. Yeah,
1: and it just goes that Thomas Frank does do his homework.
0: He's he's got it down. He's a very
1: methodical bloke, and it's yeah. As I say, they've been a breath of fresh air to the Premier League. Absolutely,
0: it's been it's been amazing to see. Obviously, they got they get to see these amazing games in their brand new stadium. Yeah, and it's uh, been a big lift for those there. But I thought yeah, there was some really nice nice goals in there from both teams. There was, although a couple of the Brentford goals were a bit scrappy, really weren't they? But I thought the finish. For the equaliser from Brentford at the end, yeah, just to because there's a lot of players would have just thrashed that, just put their foot through it. No, but he, he, he took the calmly. time, yeah, yeah, and give it the dink, and it was very, very satisfying to see. And and very Salah satisfying. getting a hundred pre- joining the hundred Premier League goals club. He has, yeah. I think the fourth or the fifth fastest player to do so.
1: He's certainly been very quick at it, yeah.
0: Because yeah, I think Shearer's ahead of him. and I think O'Ree's ahead of him. Um, I can't think of who else was on the list. That he's I saw he's in a...
1: the quickest Liverpool player to do it. I know that. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Faster than Fowler.
1: Michael Owen. And
0: Ian Rush. Some big names. Yeah, big, big names indeed. So, yeah, no, that was a, a fun game, I think, to uh, to get us... Well, it was the evening kickoff, wasn't it, on the Saturday?
1: Yeah, it, it improved my Saturday night because I was watching the golf and it wasn't going well. Yeah. And I was watching the football in between and... That was cheering me up.
0: It was, a, it was a very, very good game of football. I think Liverpool have... I mean, obviously, we'll talk about other games later, but dropping points for Liverpool in this title season, in this title challenge, is big for any of the teams.
1: Yes, obviously, Chelsea dropped points as well this weekend, as did, did another indeed. team that we will not mention at this time. Yep.
0: And City were able to catch up in the race because yep. of their win over, over Chelsea. So let's move to that game at Stamford Bridge, shall we? I thought... Man City were very, very, very good.
1: They were. They were very good. They were back to Man City how you expect them to play.
0: Yeah. I mean, Lukaku didn't didn't get a sniff. No, he didn't. No, he didn't
1: have a shot on target, Chelsea.
0: Yeah, you'd forget he was even on the pitch at times. Yeah. That's often been the criticism of Lukaku in the past, is him in those big games. Yeah. Think You know, can he take a game by the scruff of the neck and do something... Um, and make something happen and on this occasion on this particular occasion not to say he hasn't done it in the past yeah on this particular occasion it didn't happen for him and it was the number nine at the other end who who showed that that instinct and that that goal in, in Gabriel Jesus I thought the turn from Jesus like, that's not a finish I expect from Gabriel Jesus you know I expect him to be the running through um you know running through sliding in or running in and, and placing it past the goalkeeper. But the way that he's strong, he like basically got up against his defender, was strong against him, turned him, and slotted it away, I thought it was really, really good finish. From it Jesus, was a really good one.
1: finish, yeah. And it kind of maybe put to bed some of the things that people have said about him, that he doesn't score in the big games or he doesn't show up in the big games, yeah. And he can't lead the line for City. Obviously, he can. He's shown it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought that was a moment for him that could change the way that potentially he's thought about. It. And obviously, yes. yeah, the big talk, the big talk's been, and I've been saying it is: can can City find a goal in these tight games? And they keep doing it. They did it against Leicester, and they've done it against uh, Chelsea now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He'll he'll take him up in Pep's esteem, sort of in terms of the list. I think of... he's
0: always liked Jesus, hasn't he, Pep? He's always fancied him. He
1: has, but then as he. Or as he felt that he can rely on him. Obviously, they played a lot. There's two seasons before last, before this one, with a false nine or sort of no striker at all. Yeah, in some of the big games, anyway.
0: But I thought he was. I thought he did. He did a really good job. He did a really good job out there at the weekend.
1: I think now, Sergio Aguero's out of the way. He's kind of like, well, I'm the main man now. I'm gonna prove to you why I came here.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I think uh, I think Jack Grealish also had a great game. He did. He did have a great game. He was causing them so much trouble. And it might have been different had Reese James stayed on, um, because I thought he could. I think Reese James would have matched him a bit more. I think you know the quick feet was was what was able to get the best of Aspilicueta. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Obviously Cesar's is he 29, twenty nine thirty now. Yeah. So he's you know he's 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 on the wrong side of the age where you need to be up against someone like Jack Grealish because he's gonna turn you inside out. Yeah. And he did. And he did. Several times <laughs> over.
0: He did. Definitely. And he's had his way. But yeah, no good good performance from City. They've made up for their drop points against Southampton. Yeah. And I think they can be they can be pretty happy with, with how with how that went.
1: Yeah, especially with everybody else around them dropping points, obviously they'll be delighted with that.
0: Absolutely. So, um, next up, I guess, after that, I want to talk about the Leicester Burnley game.
1: Yeah, full of incident, that one, wasn't it?
0: Mm, yeah, magnificent hat-trick from uh, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Just a shame one of them was at the wrong end.
1: Yeah. Cornet's goal wasn't bad either.
0: Yeah. Or well, Cornet.
1: Cornet, sorry.
0: Cornet. It's Cornet.
1: Cornet, Cornet, tomato, tomato.
0: Yeah. Um, Maxwell. It was a good volley, that was, actually.
1: It was a very good volley. Yeah,
0: but I'm in front. I loved. I I love Jamie Vardy just because of how he goes at opposition fans when they give him stick.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Obviously, he was getting it after scoring the own goal, and he gets equalised and he just runs straight over to their fans and starts saying what. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, with the old with the old hand mouth thing. Yeah. Keep talking or whatever he was uh, chuntering on about as he was going up the side. Yeah. Of the pitch. And then I think he gave it him again at the end of the game when he scored his second one as well.
1: Probably. It's Jamie Vardy. He's not backwards in coming forwards.
0: No, but you know the two goals he did score were typical Vardy goals, weren't they? Yes, they were, yeah. In behind, showing that pace. And how old is he now? He must, he's, what, 31?
1: 31, 32? 32. yeah.
0: And, and that is the way that he, he can still keep that pace going, I think, is testament to... The way that he's looked after himself.
1: Oh, absolutely. 100%. He's a professional. Yeah.
0: He's... Uh, he's 34. Well, he's 34? Wow. He's 34, and he's still outgunning defenders at least seven or eight years younger than him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I couldn't run that quickly at 34. No. But then I'm not a Premier League athlete. I, I ain't got there yet,
0: so I can't tell you.
1: You'll <laughs> we'll find out soon enough.
0: Find oh, out soon. Well, to be fair, I don't run anymore anyway. No. <laughs> is what I like to do. I like to sit at home and talk about football. Running around and playing—it's a lot, lot of
1: effort. Oh no! See, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore.
0: But no, good. I think good showing from Burnley as well.
1: Yeah, they seem to have found their feet. at a couple of dodgy games at the start of the season. Obviously, still no win on the board, but it's coming.
0: Yeah, you can feel it. More performances like that, and I think they'll they'll find it. And they'll find their they'll find their um their winning ways. And Sean Dyche has just been, you know, he's been doing it for so many years now. Burnley I just don't I just don't fear I mean obviously one one year it might catch up with them yeah and they go down and I think they were quite unlucky really with Woods with that goal from Woods. what what, was a foot wasn't he literally a foot offside at the end there
1: Yeah, V A R taking its part in the game
0: it could have been so much different but you know he's offside yes yeah Yeah. offside offside yeah fair enough but yeah it just it was that close to being a different story for Burnley I think Sean Dyche had a had an issue. I think it was the build up to Vardy's second goal.
1: Was there a foul? I think there was a foul on the, the on the edge
0: up, on on there. the side on the sideline. Yeah, and um, I can't remember who it was who was grabbing hold of Goodmanson on the side, but it looked like they tripped over each other, and it looked like the Leicester player just grabbed his leg to make sure he couldn't get back on the pitch. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, that wasn't given. Played on, and VAR didn't want to have a look at it anyway. So um. That was the end of that, but they could count themselves a little unlucky potentially there. Yeah, definitely. But good performance. Uh, let's go to Leeds-West Ham. Yeah, I was going to say that. Leeds-West Ham. That was an entertaining game, football. That was an
1: entertaining game. Again, two sides going at it.
0: Yeah. Two two ways, back and forth. Yeah. Antonio. So that was let's... good, yeah. Yeah. Rafinha was... Got the opening goal. It was a good goal as well. Good finish, side footer, curled it far, yeah. far post or was it? Yeah, far post to him. Good finish. I thought West Ham's equaliser. I mean, I don't know what Furpo was doing. He seemed to want to play right back at that point, point. and then as he was drifting back across the box to Bowen, who he'd left in acres of space in his position, and it just kind of hit him, didn't it? <laughs> just kind of yeah, just kind of hit him and went in. It was it was bizarre, really. It's just like ah, that's rolled over the line. That's my bad, lads. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was strange how Leeds approach how how Leeds approach a football game. Like surely yeah, when when you're defending, you've got to defend yes. in your structure, right? And and they and they just don't do that. They just follow the players everywhere. And that's where you end up with issues like Verpo then was left and Bowen just had all the space in the world on that right wing for West Ham yeah. at that particular point for that goal. It was so strange.
1: And it must be gutting for Leeds, obviously, to be that close to picking up a point.
0: Yeah, and then give away that goal to Antonio.
1: But then do you not (laughs) shut up shop for the last 10 minutes of a game?
0: I mean, I I, I get it they want to go on and win it, but you're struggling a bit. But the, the the amount of players that they threw forward, even that late in the game, and then once the ball broke and Rice got it, and he was in, again, acres of space down the right wing... I mean, they'd they'd left themselves in a bit of bother right oh, there, and yeah, then. they'd
1: left themselves overexposed massively. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, good win for West Ham. They've had a tricky few weeks, haven't they? So, um, yeah, they'll feel they're getting back on track indeed. Uh, so that was that was that. There is Everton. Yeah. Who I thought were very good again. Decore, I thought played a great game in that one. He did. Yeah. Another defeat for Norwich.
1: Yeah, he got his goal as well. He did get his goal to Corey, yeah.
0: To get, the way he was getting about the pitch, he was breaking up the stuff, creating, he was getting forward, moving forward. Yeah, no, I think that was that was good for me. That's, I more, Everton... that's more like it from Everton, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And again, another team who've had a, a tricky couple of weeks. Was the Andros turns then with a the penalty? Yeah, good, solid penalty. I don't think there was anything wrong with that decision. Christ, no. It's a penalty. I did look at it to start with, and I thought, oh, he's gone down a bit, has he? But he? did, he did kick him in the knee.
1: <laughs> so, you know, you're kind, of, you're kind of going to get a penalty for that. You're going to get, yeah.
0: If you're going to kick a guy in the knee, then you're going to you're going to uh, you're going to give away a penalty. But uh, Norwich, I I don't know what to say about them to be honest.
1: Oh well, they're, 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 they are now the only side in the top four divisions without a point on the board.
0: Yeah, no, it's um desperate times. I think uh, they're going to be a short thing. Is though this seems to be the Norwich way. Like they don't come into the league and invest no and i think this is the problem for norwich they've they've come back into the league they're like they don't mind doing this whole yo-yo thing that's like yeah we're happy we'll take our money we'll go down and we'll have another successful season in the championship yeah. and we'll look good and the fans will be happy because we're winning 30-odd games in a season in the championship yeah because you know it brings when you're winning football games it brings a good feeling around the place and they go yeah yeah we're going up again yeah yeah I I just wonder when this cycle is going to break for the fans to be able to go. actually when are we actually going to give it a good go and try and And stay in the Premier League Yeah, because they just don't seem to be bothered there to be honest
1: No I've always described Norwich as they're not good enough for the Premier League and they're too good for the Championship
0: Yeah but the thing is the reason they're not progressing in the Premier League is because they're coming in and they're just going well we don't want to invest in the team
1: No, let's spend £30 million on six players. Yeah. Whereas everybody else spends £30 million on one player.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it's okay, you know, you've got a base of players. That's great. Well, go out and get yourself now the player that's going to keep you in the Premier League. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, you've strengthened. You're probably going to keep a lot of those players when you go down. Pookie might look for a move next summer.
1: Yeah, because he can't be happy with just going up and down, up and down, up and down. He wants to play Premier League football.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I think he's a striker who could, could do that with the right team behind him. Yeah. So I think Norwich, Norwich needs to think about this next time. And I think what they, you know, they're going to go down. I don't think there's any point in them investing heavily in January because oh, I don't no. think it'd be enough no, at it's this a waste stage. Of time. Yeah. yeah. So I think they need to go down. They'll have another good season next year. And then they really need to think about, okay, do we go out and get ourselves someone who's really going to make a difference? You know what I mean? Like for yeah. us at our level. You know, we're not talking going out there and buying an Mbappe, right, or something silly like that. We're saying someone with a bit of quality in the final third who's going to create chances for Pookie in the Premier League. Yeah, that sort of that's what they need to go out and get. And if that player's going to cost you 20 million, That'd be it. Then yeah, go and get them and go and go and give it a go in the Premier League. Go and get yourself another central midfielder to help you control a game in the Premier League.
1: It'd be interesting to see what people like Max Aaron's and Todd Campwell do. Obviously, yeah. they've been linked with Premier League clubs before. But mm. They didn't go. Obviously, if they go back down to the Championship, will they go this summer?
0: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you think about players. You know, like the two you've just mentioned. They've got a lot of talent in that they squad. They have.
1: They've got a very talented squad of
0: players who can play higher up. But you know, without that unit around them and without that belief, because it's almost as if the club haven't gone down, right, we believe you're going to stay up this season, so we're going to spend out and get ourselves a player or two yeah, and bump the wages up to give the players the belief that they think that this club wants to stay in the Premier League. That could have an effect on the players to give them that, OK, yeah, we can do this. Yeah,
1: you feel sorry for Daniel Farker as well because he's not been given the tools
0: yeah, to compete. but in some ways, you know, he would. they were quite happy. To, he was there the last time they came up, wasn't he? And he went yeah. down with them and he brought them back up and he might be part of that kind of yeah we accept this and this is how we're going to do things at norwich and he might have accepted that yeah yeah you know well i don't i genuinely don't think they will i think i that'll be a big test actually for norwich is how how bothered they are is whether they do go right okay it's time for you to leave because i don't think the the fans will be like well you i think the fan i mean i don't know many norwich fans other than jake humphrey but uh, not personally. Anyone anyway. say you know Jake Humphrey? Yeah, I yeah, know Jake Humphrey. Me and Jake go way back. Yeah,
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. From for your yep. radio days together. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. CBDC for the win. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously. But well, I would imagine that the fans will be looking at the club as opposed to their manager. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If you're a Norwich fan and you're listening to this, or, or you know any Norwich fans, let us know. At Let's Football Pod on Twitter
1: get in touch we'd like to Let know. Us
0: know we would like to know but yeah that is our thoughts well that's my thoughts on norwich anyway and yeah. what they need to do going forward saturday watford newcastle oh newcastle oh oh newcastle oh i thought i thought this was going to be a, a big game for them and they should they should have won that game five won it yeah
1: they missed oh they so have so many, many chances, chances.
0: Like there was, Saint Maximum went through in the first half, and I'm thinking, just chip him. You've got the ability, just chip the keeper. He's my, he's on the 18-yard box. You you haven't even got to try that hard. you know what I mean? Just get it past him, and you've scored. And he cuts back, and oh, yeah. Willett went in, had a good shot. But for me, the one at the end with Murphy, that was oh the one. Oh God!
1: Why that did was he the try one. and
0: chip the goalkeeper? But, but the thing is, though. I don't blame him for trying the chip but he's just he's oh, just the when, exec- you, the execution when you look oh, dreadful oh god he's just he's scuffed it and he's it just, you just come out looking dreadful you just gotta the thing is when you look at that because he was more straight on than St Maximum as well yeah he could have took the ball either side of the goalkeeper oh he could have done yeah like, he had the pace he had the ball and all he had to do was knock it round him I mean Shearer on match of the day said why is he not just hit it but even so, I think he he could have, because he was so central running through, yeah. he could have gone either side of the keeper, and the keeper would have struggled.
1: Have yeah, you'd have to have brought him down, yeah. Potentially,
0: Probably. yeah. But, oh, man.
1: In fact, it's the funniest thing I've seen about this game. There was a thing on Twitter about the Newcastle commentary. so The actual right. Newcastle people commentating on their game. Yeah. And they had a shot in the first half, I think. Obviously, they scored the goal, and they had another chance to kill it, and he put it miles in the stands. Oh, yeah, no, I remember and, that. And he was just like, no, just take your time. Why are you hitting it that
0: far over? Surely it's easier <laughs> to hit the back of the net. I was like, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. And I think that was, that was all the game Saturday. I think nothing else that was all talk the about games Saturday. Saturday. Nothing, talk about, nothing else to talk about on Saturday. Uh, nothing and, to talk um, about on Sunday either, well, straight Sunday, to Monday. Well, no, I do want to talk about Sunday actually because Raúl Jiménez. Oh yes, getting his winner, getting yes. back. That was a big moment for him.
1: That was a very big moment. I'm happy for him as well.
0: Yeah, no. And to be honest, I watched it and he was he was so composed. When you you think about how anxious he would have been to get that goal. Oh yeah. And the build up of coming back, not scoring. You know, since that long layoff and the bad injury. You th- you know you you'd be you wouldn't put it against him if he was overly anxious and snatched at a shot or whatever but the composure to cut the ball back before he took the finish it shows that he's got real quality in the box that he can have that calm face like I think Michael Owen uses the term when he used to be in those positions that he just used to go cold yeah and that was sort of the sense that I got like from that situation was that he he was so calm in that situation despite everything that was going on around him Great finish. Um, and all that anxiety of coming back and being on the pitch, of course, and having to wear that constant reminder of your injury. Yeah,
1: I mean, for most players, other than Peter Cech, I can't think of anybody else who's actually come back from a skull fracture. Obviously, yeah. Ryan Mason had one and didn't come back when he was at, when he was at Hull.
0: Big big chats for for Wolves there.
1: Yeah, Southampton though. Oof.
0: Yeah, I think they well you know they come off but they had their good result last week and they're gonna do I think I think this is gonna be Southampton they're gonna they're gonna be like this they're gonna do well against some teams and bad against others and that's yeah. you know I mean I think they've got enough in them they'll be fine Southampton I just they're not gonna they're gonna be making too many headlines as, but yeah. they're gonna get results they're gonna get the results I think that they're gonna need I think the sh- the squad's strong enough Maybe, to keep them in the Premier League I
1: don't know I mean there's five sides in the Premier League without a win so far
0: yep yeah. well as long as you're not one of the last three at the end of the season.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. As long as you finish above the dotted line, you don't really care, do you? Yeah, and
0: I think I think they'll be all right. I do. I think they've got enough quality in that team to get them through. the likes of Ward Prowse and Adam Armstrong had a good start. He's come off it a bit. I'm not convinced by Shea Adams.
1: No, no, we said about this the other week, didn't we?
0: Yeah, I'm not convinced by him, but Livramento's been really good for him. Giannepo as well. Yeah, Gineppo from Redmond. I, they've got enough, I think, to keep them in the league. Hopefully,
1: hopefully, like
0: Southampton, a good side. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk Monday night football then. Yeah. Alice Brighton.
1: Wilf Sahar.
0: Yeah, gets his penalty. Oh, I
1: I meant at the end of the game.
0: All right, go on then.
1: <laughs> I mean, he walked off that pitch like a spoilt child.
0: I mean, he does. His attitudes always. But I think that was the one thing that. Got people at United sometimes, is, yeah. is the way that he was. And, and to be honest, I was just sitting there laughing at him. You would, wouldn't you? Because I was like, what
1: the hell are you doing? I mean, he yeah. was even having a go at Mopey after they was going back to sort of restart the game. They sort of squared up, didn't they? Mm. And you were like, what are you doing? You've just conceded a goal. It's a bloody brilliant goal. There's nothing
0: it was. wrong yeah, with there's it. There's nothing wrong with it. It was a great little lob over the it's keeper. It's like, and...
1: grow up. And get on with it.
0: Absolutely. Poor oh, Wilf well, Zahar, not a happy chap,
1: not a happy chappy, but delighted for Brighton. Yeah, no, really good. For a big them to game get back. for them. That's a big game between those two. It's one of the lesser known derbies. Yeah, Palace and Brighton. So, yeah, and a sublime finish from Neil Mope. That's what oh, really he can yeah. do. Yeah. Whether the goalkeeper had picked up an injury just before or not, you know, he's still been lobbed from the edge of the
0: box. Absolutely. And they join one of one, two, three, four, five teams on thirteen points.
1: Yeah, it's tight at the top of the table, isn't it? Yeah. Very tight.
0: Indeed. I think that was pretty much all, all the all the games this week. Yeah, all the games nothing. again. Nothing else to talk about. Nothing else was there. nothing else. I think Oh um, hang on. No, hang on. What?
1: There's I think we've missed two out. No, we've no, no, done no. eight, haven't we?
0: No, no, no. Oh, Oh, you wanted to talk some WSL games this week as well. Right, okay, yep, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, actually, no, actually, no, I forgot. No, I don't want to talk about the WSL this week You lost to Chelsea, didn't you? Yeah, we did quite heavily. Okay, we won. So we 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 can talk
1: about Tottenham versus Reading,
0: if you like. (laughs) I don't want to talk about that either, I forgot. (laughs) I had a brief memory of that coming through as well. No, I don't want to talk about
1: them either. As you said to me last week, should we just yeah. rip the band-aid off?
0: I mean, I guess we ought to. Let's start on let's start on Super Sunday. Oh, brilliant. I say yeah. let's rip the
1: band-aid off and you say let's well, start with said, our game.
0: Well, you <laughs> said you wanted to do that, so I'm 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 here to support you. I'll be honest with you, I here's my opening gambit on this Go game. On then. Spurs were a better team before Harry Kane come back into the side.
1: <laughs> uh... Tell me, I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong, probably. <laughs> you're not just... wrong. It's um, yeah, uh, the wheel has definitely fallen off the wagon.
0: Yeah, I, I watched. I was watching you play, and, and we will praise Arsenal in a minute because Arsenal were very good. Okay, yeah. so if you're an Arsenal but, fan, but you're mean, had, oh, but had talk an Arsenal. of help." <laughs> but the attitude, the, the tactics. I mean, I was watching it, and I was thinking, "Where's your midfield?" They they were on a Sunday jaunt, mate. <laughs> I, I don't know where they like were. You said, Sanchez has got it, or um, dyer has got it, and I mean, and Don and Ali are standing on the centre halves. And I can only think the only thing I could think of is that Nuno thought Arsenal were going to play a higher line. Yeah,
1: and, and they he weren't. was just
0: and he was they, just going to try and get it in over the top of them, get an early yeah. goal, and then sit back off them. No, because you see. They
1: watched what we did last week. So they knew we weren't going to do... They knew that we were going to try and do But what I don't
0: get is why he didn't change it once he saw how deep they were sitting. Because at that point, it's just like, well, all right, that's not going to work today. So get all of them and just go, boys, you need to come back into an actual midfield position and try and play some football.
1: I mean, he might well have tried to do that.
0: Yeah, but the way that they kept not being in midfield, Hoiberg was quite deep. I saw a couple of clips and the gap between Hoiberg and the other two central midfielders and then you've just got you've just got the Arsenal midfield there as a screen the second that broke down you were just in trouble and all it needed was the ball to fall in the right place and and they were in yeah I mean you could have driven a bus through the gap between I mean there was more than a bus
1: well yeah right, two buses (laughs) side by side
0: it was um, the way that they just approached it I just oh, it, think was was, it just was just so wrong. And
1: to be fair to Nuno he put his hand up and he said I got it wrong. I yeah. I've, I got the system wrong, I got the players wrong. But even so,
0: take that out and take Nuno's tactics out aside the desire oh Christ seemed to be there. The second
1: goal in particular, the second goal mm. in the it really peed me off and I nearly swore there.
0: Was that because was that because Young did the honoree celebration? No no no. Not
1: even that, not even that. No, it was the fact. Obviously, we lost the ball in the Arsenal half, yeah, and they broke forward in like five or six. And all of ours were just trotting back. It's like, get your ass back and defend. You will need a bleep there.
0: (laughs) It's not good. Well, you're editing it, so
1: yeah, I'll need a bleep there. (laughs) And you're just like, there's no, there was no desire. I mean, they showed the stats after the game. We are the lowest runners in the league. We've run yeah. the least so far this season. Maurizio Pochettino must be pulling his hair out.
0: I oh, bet he, no, he doesn't care.
1: He probably he's doesn't got, care. He's, but... got,
0: he's got Neymar and Mbappe and Messi to play with. He's not bothered. Well, I'm pulling my hair out because
1: <laughs> I've always been taught, and I was always taught as a kid, if you lost the ball, you chase down, and you get the damn thing back off the player you've just lost it against. Yeah. And... It's so frustrating to not see them doing that. Obviously, we've been doing this pressing thing for seven. Even Jose Mourinho did it to a certain degree. Hmm. And now we've just we just abandoned that altogether.
0: So, So the question then from me to you as a Tottenham fan. Yeah. Do you think Harry Kane not going has had an effect on him and the rest of the team?
1: Potentially. I mean, he hasn't really had the opportunities to get a shot away. So far, I think he's had like five shots but all
0: season. He's been playing very deep at times, yes. trying to get involved. But for me, watching play at the minute, he doesn't look interested. No. And I don't necessarily think it's a conscious thing. I just think it's subconsciously he he doesn't he's not putting that extra yard in. No, because in his head he's yeah. not there. In his head, he he thought he was getting his move, and in in his and it's just like. Okay, I'll turn up. I'll do my job. I'll, I'll work. I'll, you know, I'll be the professional, which is you know all great sound bites and all great. And I bet he's telling himself, I bet he's even telling himself that. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, we're here. I am going to work hard. I am going to do this. But the intensity just wouldn't be the same because you've got that big disappointment. You are coming off that disappointment of I didn't get my move. Yeah. And then you've had a couple of bad games that Tottenham have had, and that that then makes that even a bigger feeling. It's just like I am stuck here. Yeah. But then, for me, and then that's going to feed out to the rest of the players because he's yeah. their captain. Well,
1: he's he's not. their I mean, captain. Hugo, Hugo Lawrence is the captain,
0: but yeah, but he is their captain, and it's just like mm. uh, definitely a leader in the dressing room at the very least. Then, yeah, and and it's just like the, the talisman of the team, and he's just not he's not happening, and he looks half a sh- half a yard off it, and it's just gonna, that's going to bleed into the rest of the, yeah. of the of the dressing room.
1: But then you need to pull your head out your ass and get on with it i don't care yeah, but
0: like i said like i said i don't necessarily think that this is a conscious thing that he's no. he's doing like he, he's probably telling himself every day i'm working you know I'm, I, I'm gonna carry on we're gonna work this hard i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get on with it but just having that disappointment over you of not getting your move mm. i just think he's just it's just subconsciously it's gonna bring his mood down slightly it's gonna it's gonna do that to you if if you have that kind of disappointment in your life we've all had disappointments in our life in our various Forms and it's just like it can it can affect you. Yeah, I think some of the blame
1: or the majority of the blame has to go to Nuno. Really? Yeah, it was it was bad. We have so we've tried this four three three system for six games now. Three times it's worked, three times it hasn't, and we either need to try a different way of playing against the better sides, or we need to just change the system entirely.
0: I'm more tell on that because I know you want to have a, a little rant but we must talk about Arsenal and how good they actually were
1: I just want to make one more point on. One more point In his post-match thing with Sky obviously he was saying about you know, I I made the wrong choices, I made this I don't know how to solve it Unfortunately, you're going to have to figure it out, because if you don't figure it out soon, you'll be a dead man walking
0: Indeed Anyway, Indeed. yes
1: Let's talk about Arsenal and how well they did. Yeah,
0: I thought Arsenal were very, very good. And I think we talked about it last week, didn't we? How Now that they seem to have gotten Gabriel and Ben White together as yeah. a pair, they're starting to look a bit more solid.
1: They are starting to look very solid, yeah. So having I mean, that you can base, see that confidence is there. Obviously, Ramsdale played really well. That save he made. Oh, yeah, yeah. was an amazing save. Yeah. Obviously, that goes in. It changes might change the whole complexion of the game with sort of 10 minutes to go. But yeah, um, the back two, as you say, they work really well together and they've shaken off whatever was happening at the start of the season.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's done well, Arteta. He's, he's, he seems to have figured it out. But that team, that team that they put out looks a good team though, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It like, does, yeah. That That 11 looks like a team. If they were putting out a team.
1: Yeah. I mean, the best thing that happened to Arsenal was the international break.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Smith Rowe looks like a player.
1: Oh, he is. Absolutely. He is. I am envious of them for him because he is yeah. such an amazing player. He's going to be so good.
0: And to think that he nearly went to Villa at one point. Villa yeah. were heavily linked with him in the summer.
1: Obviously, Saka as well. I know Harry Kane had a part to play in his goal, but he took his goal so well.
0: Yeah, no, and... he did.
1: And I was sitting there watching it with some friends, and I was just seething.
0: Yeah, there's a basis of something in that front three, though, isn't there? Of Smith Rowe. I mean, they all scored, didn't they? Smith Rowe, Abamyang, and Saka. Yeah, there's something about that. You've got these two really young, talented kids, and then the experience of Abamyang, who yeah. probably needs that pace around him now at this point in yeah, his career. Yeah, at this point in yeah, his okay. career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he still got that turn of pace, Abamyang, but he won't be able to do it as much. So having that pace around him. For just to give give him more space in the box definitely, and that's yeah. pretty much how he got his goal, really wasn't it
1: yeah, yeah he obviously he just peeled away from a couple of defenders and yeah yeah, well to be very to be fair he didn't have to peel away that hard
0: no, but still he still had to do it, and then he gave it the Omri, the old honore knee slide which which is a brave thing to do by the way, because he's not i mean he's 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 been a good player but he's not on Henri's level right no
1: and his knees are probably knackered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. And
1: those pitches are not
0: soft. <laughs> no. It's hard. And there we are, then. That's your, uh, that's your football this week. Nope. We have one what? more game to talk about. Come on. Oh, go on, then. Come on. It won't then.
1: hurt. Go on, then. Well, no, you can talk about this one.
0: I, d- I don't want to. All
1: right. Okay, I'll talk about this one. Manchester United near Aston Villa 1. Courtney Hawes with the goal. Two minutes from time, yeah. And then, I mean, do you want to talk us through the penalty
0: debacle? I think it's a penalty.
1: Well, it's a penalty, yeah. No so doubt about that. So that's the
0: first bit. I don't know what they were all doing. they were obviously just trying to.
1: Now you take it. No, you take it. Yeah, if Martinez. Oh,
0: obviously, Martinez trying to scuff up the penalty
1: spot. That's classic goalkeeper these days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not, not ideal. Come on, get get out of it. Be better.
1: But you know. It's... It's all part of the game now, isn't
0: it? And then obviously he skies it. And, and now the big debate is going to be, oh, Ronaldo's definitely going to take the next one. But I would hate for that to happen. I, I thought you were going to say the big debate is, has it landed anywhere yet? Has it landed anywhere? I saw, Actually, I did see a funny meme about this. I think was, there was a game where the ball got stuck in the floodlights. Oh, was it? And a <laughs> and, and, and Match of the Day put out um, a Facebook post saying, oh, we finally know where the ball landed after Bruno <laughs> Fernandes is. <laughs> ah, anyway. brilliant.
1: But I did see that and I, that made me laugh. I tell you what, the match of the day team have got some
0: sense of humor, haven't they? Yeah, no, they've they really done well. Are. <laughs> they, they, they are putting out some good good social medias. I I would hate to see this be the end of Fernandez taking a penalty.
1: Yeah, what a way to end. Yeah,
0: because that and the confidence that would you know even Bruno would have taken out, it would have had taken out of him, but from that and then for the next one to just be just like oh Ronaldo going to take it from now on. I would hope that Ronaldo would be like, no, 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 it's fine. Go on, you're okay. You can have it. But I'm not sure whether he would.
1: Yeah, there's that doubt in the back of your mind now.
0: Yeah. But I think you've just got to... I mean, it's it's a penalty at the end of the day. He's got such a phenomenal record. Yeah. 22 out of 24. Yeah. I mean, that's... You'd have put, you
1: put your house on him scoring.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you can't say in that moment you wouldn't have given that penalty to Bruno Fernandes. Either of them are more than capable of taking a penalty.
1: So refresh my memory because I, I I didn't really see it that much. Yeah, did Ronaldo take the ball and give it to Bruno Fernandes? Or was I it didn't the see way that around? bit
0: because I think they were still showing the VAR replay, right. and all you saw was was Bruno putting the ball down. Ronaldo was there, I think, trying to help him with deal with the Villa players that were around the ball. Right. Okay. Um. So he was sort of in there, and I can't so remember. We're quite,
1: so we're not sure who who instigated a... him taking the penalty.
0: Yeah. Well, Ollie's always said he's the one that makes going to make the decision on it. So, yes. yeah. we can all assume that it was Ollie who said, "No, Bruno's going to take the penalty." Yeah. But I just want to talk as a well, general, the general with the game as well. I never feel at the minute that we can control a game in midfield. No. No. Like, we can't get hold of a ball. And I think I mean, obviously we're not seeing the Champions League football, and we're not going to be able to talk about it cuz it would have, we weren't, we are were recording this before it, but Ollie did his press conference for the Champions League game um, for Wednesday night, and he said how he likes McTominay and Fred, that, that double pivot in the United midfield because of the way that they break up play. And I said, well, that's all well, in, and in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's all well and good against teams where we know we're not going to have the ball, where, we sh- where we're expecting not to have the ball. Yes. But when we're at home against Villa, and I'm expecting us to have more of the ball than Aston Villa. Why do we want players that can only break up play? Surely we want players who can create play.
1: And this is where you probably need a Donny van Der Beek. Yeah.
0: Maybe Donny or, you know, why why have we got Pogba out there when we've got Sancho on the bench? Yeah, he's not had the best of starts. Mm. But at home against Villa, no disrespect to it, because Villa played really well, by the way, as well. And I don't want to wanna get into that. I thought John McGinn and... And their midfield had a great, great game because yeah. they were just they were able to overrun us because we couldn't get hold of the ball. Um, and I thought Fred played well actually against against Villa, but I don't know. I still don't know why you need both of them in there. For me, it's one or the other, and then you have your creative man in there. You have your Pogba, or you go with Donny, yeah, in there. And then and we're at home with Manchester United. We we should be dominating the football.
1: And you did obviously looking at the percentage stats, it was sixty forty, so you dominated yeah. the ball. So why are we having two players on the
0: pitch that are breakers? We don't need that on the pitch. But it, it says sixty forty in the possession. But I'll tell you what, I was watching. We I never felt like we were in control of the game at any point. No. I always felt on edge. I always felt they're going to break on us. They're going to break on it, and they did it on on a few occasions where they got away and they broke the line, and that was it. They were through. Yeah. But if we had someone who could. Have the ball in the mid. If you'd move Popper into midfield and have the man in the midfield who can control the ball and look after the ball well, I just don't see how it, it then becomes so much of an issue.
1: And obviously Popper can ping it in behind as well. Exactly, can't he, he to, can to do that. And, yeah, yeah.
0: And it wasn't as if Villa were sitting deep; they were sitting quite high. And obviously, then we had the two injuries, which didn't help. We lost the left side of our defence. Yeah. So you know, Lindelof and Dallow had to come in on the day, but I think Teller's will probably come in. And she wasn't on the bench on the day, so Dallow was the only option for left back. So that takes, to be fair, that took away all his options for yes, changing the game yeah, later only on. only got one
1: more change to make Exactly,
0: he only yeah. had that one change So he brings Cavani on because he wants Cavani to, have a, to get on the pitch and get him some minutes and, you know, he's a, he's a goal threat. But then we lose the pace. Yeah. Because yeah. you're taking off... I can't remember who exactly he took off for took him. took off Scott McTominay. Took Scott McTominay off and brings on, which is a good, good move, brings on a, an attacker. But actually, yeah. you're losing your pace. Ronaldo isn't going to he hasn't lost his pace, but he's not obviously at the back end of a game. He's not going to want to sprint. He's not going to want to do four or five sprints towards the end of a game. No, Cavani's not quick, and so it only leaves Greenwood with your pace option up front. And it's just like, oh, it just
1: kind of played into Villa's hands.
0: Well, yeah, but I guess I guess on one hand they didn't sit back Villa towards the end, even even after they scored. No, They just or even towards the end of the game they. I think, you know, you'd you'd think that, oh, they might sit back and go for a point against us. So then actually having Cavani and Ronaldo in and around the box would kind of work. But Villa didn't. They just kept going. Yeah. They must be one of the fittest team in the league. They've got to be up there with Leeds, Villa. They ran and they ran and they ran. They were so good. Do you know who's got them next? Not Tottenham, by any chance, is it?
1: (laughs) No, that'll be good.
0: That'll be good. Yay. (laughs) Lots of fun times. But, yeah, I mean, we did lose those options towards the end of the game because of those two injuries. So should we um, leave it there? Should we move
1: on? Yeah.
0: (laughs) We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Hopefully things will get better for both of our teams next week. Hopefully. Right, I guess then. Oh, let's... How's Guadino getting on?
1: Gianluca, so he's still out with coronavirus. Okay. So So we wish him well.
0: Yeah, let's see him back soon,
1: please. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But his team did win last time out. They beat Hanover 2-1. Oh, there we go. Some good news for him. Yeah, good. Some good news for him. Although, once he is fit and well, he might not get back in the team if they keep winning. He might not. So briefly, before we move on to the fixtures for next week, we want to mention the sad passing of another England legend from the 1966 World Cup, and that is Roger Hunt.
0: Yeah, no, he it's sad news. Sad news again. It seems every week at the minute we're talking about someone, someone we've yeah. lost in football. Yeah. Another, t- another member of that squad, and
1: obviously he played a very integral part as well. Obviously Jimmy Greaves did. did to a certain degree. Obviously he passed away last week, but obviously Roger scored three goals in the group stages.
0: Yeah.
1: And played in the final itself.
0: Big, big loss. Again.
1: Had an amazing record for Liverpool.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: 244 goals in 404 games.
0: That's a good that's a good record.
1: That is a very good record. Yeah.
0: Sad news again. Sad news indeed. Right, shall we um move on to fixtures then? Let's see what we've got coming up next week. So, what do we have coming up for match
1: day seven in the Premier League? So we start the weekend with Manchester United versus Everton. That's at 12.30 on Saturday. Then there are four three o'clock games Chelsea versus Southampton Wolves against Newcastle Burnley against Norwich City and Leeds against Watford before the 5:30 game which is Brighton versus Arsenal that's going to be a corker that one mm-hmm. before we move on to Sunday we start at the soon to be named Tottenham Hotspur Stadium when they we take on Aston Villa West Ham are at home to Brentford Crystal Palace take on Leicester before the big game at half past four Liverpool versus Manchester City.
0: That's going to be a tasty game, that one.
1: That is going to be very tasty. Love these big games. This
0: is what the Premier League's all about.
1: Yep. Can Manchester City do it again against a side that's going to potentially finish in and around them?
0: Indeed. We we will find out. Of course, last weekend, this weekend, before another international break. Yep. So, I don't know what we'll get up to during that time. I know what we're going to get up to. Oh, we'll find out we'll find out we still have lots to talk about next week we it's fine but um yeah hopefully thank you for listening and we'll see you all next week for more for more fun and games big big weekend of football as it always is in the premier league um don't forget i mentioned it earlier but if you don't want to get in touch with us at let's football pod on twitter or you can email us at Let's talk football podcast at com. we really do want to hear from you guys listening to the show tell us about maybe there's things you want to talk about about your clubs and things like that get in touch with us and let us know um but yeah I think that's it for this week isn't it
1: yep that's it come on Tottenham
0: please god do something right (laughs) we will see hopefully it will be a lot better so look after yourselves have fun watching the football this weekend and we will see you all next week bye-bye